My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 222 of The Kate Show. Do you guys ever feel like growing your business is an insurmountable task? Maybe you have young kids and no extra time and no extra help. Maybe you're working out of your garage. Maybe you, quote-unquote, don't come from money. Or you have very few connections. If you feel discouraged or intimidated by your lofty business goals, you need to hear the wisdom shared by today's guest. Today, I'm talking with Taylor Angel of Angel's Linings. Not only is Taylor the third generation in her family-run multimillion-dollar business, but she's also the vice president of a brand that eats five-star reviews for lunch. I mean, the social credibility they have built up after starting from absolutely nothing is incredible and inspiring. And when you've been in business as long as Angel's Linings has, a whopping 45 years, you learn a thing or two about what does and doesn't work. If you want your startup business to become the legacy company that fuels your generations to come, or if you just need to breathe new life into an older business, this episode of The Kate Show is for you. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest. So Taylor Angel is on a mission to be the best version of herself personally, while also working toward taking over her family company, a drapery lining distributor called Angel's Distributing Incorporated. Educated in business marketing, she has a unique approach to the company, taught to her by her parents, Karen and Ralph Angel. We get raw and real in this interview with Taylor as we talk about the routines, mindset, and discipline in business that is required to keep leveling up even when life gets busy. You guys might recognize Angel's Linings because they are one of our new sponsors, and I want to say a big thank you to them because not only did they take time out of their day to have Taylor come on the podcast, but you're also going to be hearing from them on every episode. So let me just speak directly to any of you who own a window treatment workroom right now. If you guys prefer to work with vendors who can ship quickly and accurately and are a true joy to work with, then Angel's Linings should really be on your list of preferred vendors. That's why I'm proud to share their products with you. Angel's Linings is a family-run company specializing in drapery linings and offering competitive pricing. They also have cool things like same-day shipping, attentive customer service, and you're going to hear all about that in my interview with Taylor today. They also have an expansive product line, and just for fun, they put a Tootsie Pop in every order because they like you. You can place your first order with Angel's Linings by going to www.angelslinings.com. I would also like to thank today's other sponsor, and that is Side Door, one of my big favorites, of course. If you are an interior designer, listen up. You might feel like the only way to make more money is to work more hours or hire more employees, get a retail location, and basically drive yourself crazy. All of this at the expense of your family, your mental health, and your physical well-being. That's just not the way to do it, guys. It's 2023. There has to be a better way to scale. And Side Door presents another option. Sell trade-only products and earn an average commission of 30% on each sale. It's genius. It blows affiliate marketing out of the water because with affiliate marketing, you're making a single-digit percentage. But 30% on average? It's amazing. And you guys know that product is where the money is when it comes to interior design. But the cool thing is, you don't have to be responsible for inventory, handling orders or shipping or returns or customer support. You can curate a room package of trade-only products that you love, make the sale, and get paid. Side Door does the rest. You can embed your collection of products on your website. We do this all the time for our custom website design clients, by the way. It looks beautiful, it looks professional, and you can sell each package over and over again. 
Or you could even offer a custom service that lets you handcraft a package for each client and then turn around and sell that to multiple clients. Either way, SideDoor is a smarter way to scale your design firm. To start earning money with SideDoor, apply to join them. Go to OnSideDoor.com and get started today. All right, guys, let's dive into my conversation with Taylor Angel. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Kate Show. I have Taylor with me from Angels Linings. Taylor, welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we could make this happen. We were talking just before we started recording about how we had tried to do this interview quite a while ago, but I got sick and then you got sick and like, what the heck? So we're finally here. We're doing it. Yay. That's this thing called life. Y'all yeah. just have to roll. <laughs> yeah, we really, really do. So I want to dive right in because um, to give my listeners a little bit of backstory, I was introduced to you through the Window Coverings Association of America. Great organization. Absolutely love working with them. But you came across my radar because you and your family have this stellar family-run business. And I have questions around that because being in business with your family is a totally different ballgame than being in business with a team that you just kind of aggregate as you build. Because like you're, you're kind of stuck with these people for better or worse. <laughs> so could you tell me how long have you personally been in the family business? And was that always the plan? Yeah, so you nailed it on the head. Being and working with your family is completely different than being brought on to the average team. But I've been working with our family for about eight years now. And it's so funny because eight years is not a long time. But I feel like it's a mix of I've been here for five minutes and 500 years <laughs> because time flies so quickly and my first day feels so far away. But at the same time, I actually have known that I wanted to end up here. So my parents and my grandfather started Angels in the Basement of our first home. And so I grew up from birth with this family around me all day, every day. Um, so it's basically all I know. And my mom at the time handled all of the office work. My dad was all of the physical labor. And of course, each of them helping one another out. But that was the organization at the time. It was just the two of them and my grandfather. So with my mom doing all of the office work, she put me to quote unquote work from the beginning. So I remember we were in the office and she gave me a voided checkbook. And it was just an old account that she used to have. And she would literally give me invoices and make me act like I was paying them. And then once I was old enough for Christmas one year, I asked for a cash register. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I did ask for a cash register. But yeah, so I've known since I was a baby that I wanted to do this. I have loved this company and it's special seeing what my parents have done to the company and what they have brought it from and where it's at now. And it's really great to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing because they started from nothing. I mean, that's how all businesses start, but like starting right. from nothing, like working in the basement, working when you've got little kids, 
that's right. freaking hard. And right. yeah, maybe I should have your mom and dad on too, <laughs> because I'd love to know what that journey looked like. But when you officially became part of the company eight years ago, what was that position like? Because you're vice president now, which is super cool. But what did it look like when you first started? Oh my gosh. So my first day, well, I graduated from college and I graduated on a Friday and I came to work on a Monday. Hmm. So literally had a weekend worth of a break. My dad was like, you're not taking a break because once you stop, you do not go back. Hmm. I graduated on a Friday. I came on a Monday and I showed up on my first day and my dad looks at me and he was like, okay, walk around to all the bathrooms and restock all of the toilet paper and paper towels. And I just looked at him. I'm like, are you crazy? I was like, I didn't go to college for this. (laughs) (laughs) But he's really big on no job too small type of mentality. So I kind of figured out that he taught me to work from the bottom because you can't grow anywhere if you don't start at the bottom. And he doesn't ask anybody to do something that he wouldn't do for himself. And that was the first lesson that he taught me. And that was the first thing that he made me do. But from there, uh, he just locked me in my office and he gave me our sample book. I know it sounds like tightly wound and rigid. And I think so. I thought so at the time, but eight years later, it all paid off. And it, it was a linear, not a linear progression, but it all makes sense the way that he did it. But he locked me in my office. He gave me our sample book and our price list. And he made me learn each item. And he made me go through and what it was used for, what it could be used for before I moved into anything else. Wow. And then learning every item, uh, he threw me right on the phones. So right in the deep end, everything he told me to do, it was just like, go for it. So from there, I just picked up the phones. I started calling our customer list. I introduced myself. I asked if they needed to order anything, if they needed help with anything. And I'll never forget my first day, I started picking the I sold 25 bolts of fabric. I literally felt like a million bucks. I bet. Wow. (laughs) It takes a lot of courage to just call people out of the blue. Yeah. And it's easy for me to talk to people, but it was a lot. It took a lot of courage. You are right. But he just threw me in and that was my first day and first set of responsibilities. Wow. And then eight years later, vice president and your brother also works in the business, right? Yes. Okay. And what does he do? Uh, Nico is COO. So okay. he is chief operating officer. Mm-hmm. Now, did he intend to be part of the family business or was he sucked into it? He was sucked into it. <laughs> <laughs> His was more forceful. <laughs> so he graduated from college and he literally actually didn't come to work until the end of that summer because he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And then at the time, we had somebody here in our office that went back to college. And inevitably, we were like, you have to come, even if you help us just for a couple of weeks until we get a new employee and mm. train them and get them off their feet. And seven years later, he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> it must be so cool, though. I mean, I know that when the WCAA interviewed you because of the legacy family business you guys have built, you did mention in that interview that you are very close knit. So with you and your brother, I would imagine you guys must get along pretty well. Yeah, we do. We get along really well. And the reason why I think we do get along well is because we set boundaries when he started and when I started too with my parents. But we just said, hey, 
we have to separate family time from business time. And we have to understand when we talk to each other in the building with things that need to get done, they have to get done. And then when we leave, it's time to do family time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that idea because some people think that boundaries like keep things away, but actually boundaries protect what's most precious and protect the right. top priorities. Right. And speaking of those priorities, interesting thing about the business you guys have built is that, I mean, you're known for two things, great customer service and great products. But what I have noticed when I was researching you guys is that you're known really even more just for the excellent customer service portion. And then the great products come second, which is almost unheard of because typically people say, oh yeah, this company, they've got great products and they have good customer service. But when it comes to you guys, they're like, wow, they're so helpful. They're so nice. And I like their products too. And like, <laughs> that's amazing. So how did you guys manage to do that? Because that's not easy. That doesn't come naturally. No, it's not easy. And it, that's something that takes work and effort every single day. But anything you do, history will always prove itself. So without great customer service, you won't need any products. And mm -hmm. think about that for a second. It takes one thing to sell something. But as a consumer and a customer myself, you can really tell when the person selling said item cares about you or the products that they're selling. Mm -hmm. So that really makes the difference. And it also tying back to the family business, it, it's different when it's yours and you're selling your stuff and you really have the best interest for yourself and your family. But we've managed to establish and then also maintain that one customer by one customer and each customer in our system, we have a story with them. We've known them for five, 10, 15, 40 years. But the key to it is just be kind and act like you are that customer because Every day you're buying something and you don't want to feel like a piece of crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to feel loved. You want to feel welcomed. And you have to be unapologetically yourself. Um, because when you talk to somebody, they can tell if you're being genuine or not. The way that we treat our customers is we act if we're speaking to a family or friend. They trust you. They care about you. And they want to work with you. And they choose you over and over again. But one procedure that we have here. And it's it's kind of funny. You're probably going to laugh, but it's a non-negotiable rule in the office. Anytime the phone rings, it's two rings or less. Non-negotiable. So each incoming call, it must be answered on the second ring. So that could be anything from saying, good morning. I just want to put you on hold for a second. I'll be right with you. But we want anyone that calls to know that we're here. We're ready to serve them and we're ready to take it on. That's a very high bar to set. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I mean, if, if you have a chaotic morning in the office, I, oh my goodness. But yeah. yeah, that just speaks to it's those small details that actually make the biggest impact in helping people feel taken care of. I'm curious, though, do you have any other particular procedures that you guys follow internally? Not that you have to like give us every single detail, but I'm just curious how you keep everyone on the same page as far as when an order comes in. This is how we handle it because you guys have very fast turnaround times, which is a whole mm -hmm. other layer of complexity. Right. So my dad is really big on the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. So everybody in the office and everybody in the warehouse, they have their set of responsibilities and they can cross into one another when asked to, but for the part being, you are A to Z, you know what you have to do on a daily basis. 
And the way that we make it fast and we make it efficient, effective, and correct is everybody does things in piles. So you have a to-do pile and you have a completed pile. And you don't move on to the next, next task unless you're done with what you're working on. Yes. So you guys are hyper-focused from multiple angles. Mm -hmm. And I like that because when you run a business, and I, I'm speaking to a lot of the, the newer entrepreneurs listening here, it can be easy to have a scatterbrain and just be mm -hmm. like, oh, then there's this, oh, and then there's that. And when you're just getting started and you don't have a team, like that's to be expected. I'm sure that there were days when your parents were just getting started that they were like, oh, you know, like their brain's going a million miles an hour in different directions. But at a certain point that has to stop. And then they do what you guys did of just delegation and specialization mm -hmm. because that is, I mean, that's actually what I do with my own team and it does work so well. Everyone has to have their own set of responsibilities. Otherwise nothing would ever get done or get done. Yeah. Today's episode of the Kate show is brought to you in part by the window coverings association of America. If you're an interior designer, a window treatment specialist, or an installer looking for business growth, listen up. With an annual membership to the WCAA, you'll receive trade discounts, ongoing education, and an exclusive listing in their homeowner-facing directory of professionals, which, by the way, guys, makes it a lot easier for people to find you. Whether you've been working in the home industry forever or you're fresh out of design school, the WCAA can help you take your business to the next level whether you're just trying to scale up or you're just getting started. Go to wcaa.org for more details. Now, you're the third generation for Angels Linings, and I would imagine that with each generation, there's new ideas, new goals. So how do you approach the overall goals for the company, and how do you get your family on board with them? So I'm big on measurable goals. I'll break down the goals that I have into numbers. So months, weeks, days, et cetera. And I literally work backwards. So I look at my goals on a year and quarterly basis, and that could be personal or professional, but I write down where I want to be and what my goal is. And then from there, I work backwards with the steps on how to get there. So I did this for 2022 and it was extremely helpful. So for simplicity with goals, let's just talk about revenue because you can measure money, right? As a business owner, you want your company to generate money and you need to know what you bring in each week, each day, and every minute to hit your fiscal goal. So I broke it down into 12 months, one month, a week, and a day. And that's what I do with my goals anywhere I go. But to get my family on board, basically you throw it, you try it, and we never turn down the idea. We truly let the idea turn us down. And that's something that's really nice about having a family business because you have your thumb on the pulse and you really can try and implement anything that you think could work. And if it doesn't work, so be it. You move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. I really like the idea of taking that big goal and then making it bite-sized because the big goals are what scare a lot of people in business. Like, I don't know if I could ever hit that revenue marker. Well, if you look at it as I just need X amount a day, suddenly it becomes attainable. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. And I approach goal setting very similarly. Man, I wish we lived closer. I think we could totally just be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I love it uh, because these are the things that help grow businesses. These are the things that turn the 
just the dreams into actual reality where you go from working in the basement to having a very successful company that is going to continue serving your family for generations and also all your customers. I mean, you said you've got customers for like 40 years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So I want people listening to take note of that because if you feel intimidated by your business, you just have to break the goals down and get them done and be consistent. And your goals don't care how you're feeling that day, you get them done. Kind of like you said, Taylor, with you've got this to-do pile and the completed pile, you do the thing until it's done and then you move on. And it takes a lot of self-discipline to be that focused. Okay, so the next thing that I want to ask you about is really more on the personal side. So if you have any routines that you've implemented personally, professionally that help you guys run the business efficiently, is there anything that you can share with us? Because you do seem like a very disciplined person. Yeah, so this actually ties into my previous answer. Have you ever heard of the Ivy Lee method? You know, I haven't. Tell me about it. Okay, so at the end of each day, whether that be a work day or a weekend, I sit down and I review my next day before it even starts. So I assign myself, basically the Ivy Lee method is you assign yourself six must get done things. So non-negotiables, whether you're tired, you're hungry, you're bored, you don't want to do it. There's six things that must get done and you do them in order. So once those six things are done, you can move on to the next, maybe little unimportant things or the small things. So I implement the Ivy Lee method, which I love and I've proven to myself to work. But on the personal side as well, I'm really big into meditation and taking care of myself. So you were talking earlier about fast paced and scatterbrain, which is really because I run, I'm an anxious, fast paced, all over the place person. Naturally, that's just who I am. I'm Italian. I talk loud. I want to do a million things at one time. And that does not work. So you have to put an effort in every day. And I start my day at five in the morning. And when I wake up at 5 a.m., I get a workout in, I drink my water, and I meditate before I even start getting ready for work or thinking of work or on the weekend if it's chores or husband or family or anything. So I always check myself before I do anything. And if I don't have myself organized, my whole day gets flopped. Mm-hmm. So you really did nail it. I am a very goal-oriented and driven person, but it's organized in my mind and also on paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you probably then thrive off the routine, mm-hmm. whereas some people hate routines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I love the routines and my husband cannot stand them. He's like, why do we have to do this at the same time every day? And I'm like, because we do, because it makes everything go better. <laughs> so it's a pretty proven fact too, but some people, they don't, they don't run well with it. But even when we go on vacation, that's, that's your time to relax and unwind and literally do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm good in that moment doing that. But then when I come back to my life, I feel like it's all unraveled. Mm. Like I'm like, I just had seven days doing nothing and now I don't even know where to begin. Yes. Yes. Oh, I know that feeling. It's like, okay, let me just get my craft together here. It's going to take me an hour, but we'll get there. Yeah. And then you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> All the anxiousness goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Question then, what is your entrepreneurial mindset? Because there, you said that you get up early in the morning 
you don't think about work, you have stuff that you do to take care of yourself. And that does mm-hmm. sound like a pretty good work-life balance. But mm-hmm. the actual mindset of like when, okay, you've clocked in, now you're vice president, you're not just Taylor. Um, what resources or courses or podcasts or training or just influences have you had that have helped make you the businesswoman that you are today? So aside from my family, and I think that's the most important part that I want to touch base on first, my dad, Ralph, and my mom, Karen, obviously, like we were talking about, they own the company. They trained me from day one and the practices that they have put in place from day one, I inherited. And my dad, he pretty much stands as my mentor. I look up to him. He is my idol. So as far as influences, I look to my dad every single day. I think he is the kindest, smartest person. And yes, I'm biased. (laughs) But if anybody knows him, they really do agree. And they probably say the same things themselves. Mm -hmm. But aside from my family, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm a huge reader. So that is something that can be on my own time. It's at my own pace and I could teach myself. So when I was at college, I honestly, every class that I took, I went back to my dorm and I taught myself everything. I would sit in class and I would listen to the lecture, but everybody learns differently. So you learn your own learning style and then you put it in place. But I read two great books last year. I don't know if you've heard of The Power of One More by Ed Milet. Yes, I've heard of it. I've not read it, but Ed Milet's pretty cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. You have to read this book. I keep it. Well, I keep two books on my desk. That is one of them. And I have pages bookmarked and highlighted. And it's awesome. The Power of One More is exactly what it sounds like. One more phone call. One more conversation. One more introduction to a stranger. One more, wake up one minute earlier. It's all about the small measurable steps that we were talking about that could really get you to that overall goal. So I love that book and I think you should get it. Yeah, yeah. The next book I read is Business is Personal by Bethany Frankel. That one is good too. Oh, interesting. Well, I already can tell by the title I would like that because a lot of people think that business isn't personal. And right. that's, that holds them back from a lot of growth. So yep. that is interesting. Okay. I'm going to have to put links to those in the show notes because I think that people listening should probably read those books too. Because the power of one more, I mean, I've experienced that as well, where it's like, okay, just one more. You can do it one more time. And yep. <laughs> of course, this is, I'm going to go off on my little silly analogy here. Um, and I only say this because I've had two kids, but a lot of the people listening have also had kids. So they'll get it. When you're in labor, and you're having another contraction, you're like, okay, I can do one more. I can do one more. I hate it. I don't want to be doing this right now, but I can do one more. And there are a lot of moments in business where we're like, yeah, this sucks. I don't really want to be doing this right now, but I can do one more. And then all of a sudden you're done. And now you're done. So I've never given labor, but sometimes running a business feels like the most impossible thing. And I could relate that to potentially giving labor. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's uh it's really something let me tell you I know. <laughs> done it twice and no more never again <laughs> yeah. okay so I want to know then do you have any advice for someone who's like I think I want to go into business with a family member or multiple family members and is there anything they need to look out for <laughs> is there any tactful way to approach being in business with family when it's like if you've had like 
a lot of stress at work, like how does that carry into family life or whatever tips you might have for someone is going to be beneficial. Right. So I would say, know that it's not easy, nor is it always fun, but I promise it is rewarding. There is a type of rewardness that you get from doing this on a daily basis that I couldn't imagine you get at any other job elsewhere. Mm. And my dad always says, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. And it's also rewarding knowing that, that you're doing something that not everybody can do. You also have to have deep down in your core, you have to have the best interest of yourself, your family, and your company. And you have to know where each one stands. We talked about boundaries before. And my dad taught me when I started that you have hours and let's say I'm done at 4 p.m. You truly are done at 4 p.m. Because as a business owner, you can work 12 hours a day easily. There's always something to do. And he said, if I could teach you anything, it's when your day is done, stop. 4 p.m., stop. Everything can wait till the next day. And when you leave the door, family is family. Business is left behind you. And that is the hardest part because you have to know your boundaries. You set them, you define them, but they really do intertwine if you don't work at it every day. So that's the one advice that I have is you guys just have to go into it with this mentality and you have to be aware that things do get ugly, but you have to work together and you have to know when to step on the brake. Mm-hmm. That is a very good reminder, honestly, for anybody in business. You have to have, again, it's another boundary and it's meant to protect the business and protect you. So mm-hmm. yeah, those 12 hour days, like nobody gets awards for working 80 hours a week, actually, but our physical and mental health will definitely suffer. Yeah. And nobody has ever gotten an award for pulling an all-nighter. Yeah, not at all. So like, why do we do it? I don't know if it's like culture or if it's just like some of us get addicted to work. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial brain is very easily (laughs) just a workaholic. And I know that personally. It's just, it is what it is. But that's not an excuse. It just means it's something else that you have to fight against and, and protect yourself against. So before I let you go, I'm very curious what is coming up for Angel's Linings? What do you have exciting different products? Or honestly, tell me about your products if you want anything so that people know what you guys do and what to expect. So we carry over 300 linings, inner linings and blackouts. We have a bunch of other decorative blackouts as well. And we stay true to our core. My dad used to work in the grocery business, and he always said, you have your bread, your milk, and your butter. And those are the things that are going to move the needle, and you can specialize and focus on those products. We bring in new products every once in a while, but we always just develop and make better our current products. And as for showcasing them, we go to trade shows all over the country. So in April, we're going to be at IWCE Mm -hmm. in Charlotte. We're really excited for that because... Um, We get to see all of our customers. We get to talk to them. We get to be face-to-face. And it's, yes, you could talk to somebody on the phone, but it's so different to be with that person and showing the fabric while they're touching it, seeing it, feeling it, and all that good stuff. Yes, yeah. A lot of my listeners are going to IWCE, so I hope that they will seek out your booth and, and come meet you guys because I love what you guys are doing. I love what you guys stand for. 
And I'm glad that you're part of the WCAA so that we could like connect that way. Um, but if anybody is interested in ordering products from Angels Linings, where should they go? So we make it really easy for you guys. You could go to our website, angelslinings.com. You could call us 800-450-9368. And if you're an existing customer or a new customer, we make the phone call short, sweet, and correct because we know everybody's on the run and busy. And honestly, that's it. You can contact us whatever way is easier for you. And uh, you can email us too. We use Ralph's email for the main email. So ralph at angelslinings.com. And anybody is welcome to email me too. It's taylor at angelslinings.com. Perfect. Awesome. Well, and also my listeners, Angels Linings is a new sponsor of the Kate Show. And that's very, very exciting. I'm thrilled to have you guys on. So you guys are going to be hearing more from Angels Linings as we move forward. I want to make sure that um, everyone is well-versed in what you guys offer. So that's not just like, oh, there's another ad, you know it needs to be something that really stays in their face. So yes, I'm telling this to my listeners so they know what to expect. And that's okay, <laughs> because I only want sponsors like you guys that care about the window treatment community and you know the design community at large, because we are all in this together. It is a very unique industry to be in. And it's honestly one of the most lucrative industries to be in right now, thankfully, mm-hmm. even despite COVID and everything yep. that went on. So that's been wonderful. But thank you for coming on today. I know that you're busy. Thanks for making this a priority. And I am excited to have you back on later. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Kate Show. Tune in next time to hear another amazing interview. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.